Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. We're here recording on our Tuesday evening for our Wednesday, January 24th episode, episode number 114. Uh, we'll be going over some fun little questions here, something a little bit different than our normal quick question of the week, and then we'll kind of get into the standard uh, of our NFL playoff push. We got our studs of the week, uh, playoff pickums, and then our DFS lineups. Um it, it, I almost like almost almost I thought about it and then last second I chickened out because my intro is always welcome to the 306 fantasy football podcast blah blah same thing ever I almost said welcome to the Detroit Lions bandwagon podcast I almost did it <laughs> but you know I can't mess with a good thing here but uh we'll get into a little bit of the um what's been going on here we had a strike day again it seems like uh Every day we have, or every week now, we've had a strike day and then talk about it on the pod, but uh, beautiful weather here. And fortunately, it's a PLC day in Saskatoon, so I can't imagine Zach was too pumped on that one. But uh, Zach, uh, what would you rather be doing, prepping on a PLC day or hiking in the cold? You like the Detroit Lions? I, no. I have no idea. You no, never talk just, about it. I just, just jumped on the bandwagon. Seems like a fun team to cheer for. Uh, yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, so it was actually a yeah, it was a PD day for our our elementary colleagues. Uh, at the high school, we we would have had students. So, um, four went out for the the elementary teachers. They got the the definite short end of the stick. But uh, thankfully for everybody, it was really really nice weather. Um, we were out there for for two hours this time and. Um, yeah, it was, I was probably overdressed, uh, took a little bit off of what I had on last week. And then I was still pretty warm for the, for the back half, at least of, uh, of Monday's walk. We were a little chilly in the morning, but the afternoon, man, it was so nice. It was, I arm might be able to share a little bit more on, but it was pretty cool. Like we had 15, we were on 15th street again. But for somehow, some reason, everybody organized it that we weren't going to march between 12 and 1. We were just going to line the streets and just, like, wave. So that way, like, everybody could see, like, how many people were actually... From, like, the end of 15th, like, where Princess Auto is. Like, not the end of 15th, obviously, but, like, the, like, commercial drag. All the way to Superstore, there was not a space open on the streets. It was wild. And, like, for an hour straight, it was so loud. So many honks. Like, oh, you know, like it's good. Like... It's good support, but like it was wild. It was so loud. It was actually it was actually pretty cool to be honest. But uh Armin Is that Uyghur... pretty chilly though? Just like standing. Because uh... I find as soon as I stop moving, like even when like my buddies and I like we had stopped to like chat or stop to get a coffee from somebody on the sidewalk or whatever. Like you, you kind of cooled down and like I find we just kept on moving, like I was I was warm, but as soon as we stop, I get I would get I would get chilly. So standing for an hour, that would be low, low, low on my on my bucket list there. You know what? It wasn't We're built different in PA. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it wasn't terrible by that. Like it was definitely chillier than when we were marching around walking and stuff. But it, by that point it was like quite warm. I was wearing a, a a small hoodie and then my winter jacket and then a pair of ski pants, and I was like more than warm. But mm-hmm. like it's obviously when you're walking around, it was substantially warmer. But Armin, your organization, you had your things locked and loaded again. It was nice. Our our spots are like side by side. Like <laughs> we're like one section of the parking lot over. So every 
every time we go, I go wave at Darman and go for a chat and then march with JB. It's been good. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Uh, got my, my staff there organized and we got in and out with the signing in and out stuff. So that was great. And uh, yeah, that it was powerful how many people were shoulder to shoulder there, actually, like you were saying, like incredible. And, uh, and like you said, it wasn't actually that cold. I didn't have many layers on and I felt great all day. The worst was uh, actually with the beard, you guys don't have this problem. But when I'm drinking coffee in the cold, all the moisture from the coffee is going up into my face. <laughs> and then I have huge icicles on my beard. So I just decided after the first cup of coffee not to pick up any more coffee because I just would end up with these huge icicles hanging from my face for the rest of the time until I found a, another spot to stop indoors to warm up just a touch so or go to the bathroom. So, But uh, also hosted a, a tournament this weekend. It was our first tournament that we hosted this year, and we're going to host another one in a few weeks here, but um, came away with the gold. It was um, a pretty fun tournament. Uh, a bunch of junior teams came up, and I gotta give a shout out to the team we played uh, in the final. There, Lumsden, their their junior program there is looking pretty good. They actually had some pretty good athletes uh, for a small town. Uh, to put up a as big of a fight against us as they did was pretty incredible. They, um, we they were actually winning at half, um, and we just uh we went red hot from three and we won by 40 so fun, uh, fun fact about lumsden is they beat saint mary in the provincial finals in 2011 fun fact oh there we go uh, they got a good program there 2011 now nah, i know who would have been there in 2011 yep. Yep. and that's why they won oh he was unreal and they shot the lights out from the three two that year yeah but yeah it was uh, it was a fun game and yeah, they they took it to us for two two quarters, but uh, yeah, like I said, we were losing at half, and we ended up winning by forty. We just couldn't miss in the second half. I had a kid that was zero for three in the first half from deep, and then he was four for four in the second half from deep. It was wild how uh, fast it turned on us there. So it was fun, um, and it was a great weekend. Really tired, but had a great weekend. Absolutely. I'm going to take offense to you said that uh, we don't have beards. Obviously, you have been paying attention to the 14 hairs. <laughs> My playoff beard has been coming on thick here. Even during the – I got a couple icicles that were hanging off uh, the, the four hairs I have on my mustache. So I, I take serious <laughs> offense to that there, Armin. Um, we'll get things going here. A um, couple of reminders. The uh, Charity Bracket Challenge is going live and well. We've got uh, – uh, one team standing strong in first place uh, with, I believe it's nine points. Matt Roberts sitting with nine points. And then we have a three-way tie for uh, second place between myself, my wife, who always seems to be in the top three, it seems like, every year in the bracket challenge. And then uh, Darcy Barron after that. It's a, it's a tight race with a, a lot of teams tied. So charity bracket challenge is going live and well. And then a reminder, the Super Bowl watch party. Uh, mark your calendars there, Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, make your way down to Prince Albert. Uh, at the Rock Trout Event Center, and we'll be, you know, doing the same old as our third annual uh, Super Bowl watch party. So we're looking forward to this one and great prizes. We've talked about it all the time: great prizes, great treats, great snacks, great, uh, great company. We got the projectors, the big TVs, and everything—a whole nine yards. It's, uh, it's a great time. So we got to uh, get yourself ready for that one. Then, uh, quick question of the week. This one's a fun one. 
Um, can't believe we haven't thought of anything like this along the lines, but it was, uh, the question was you get one free Jersey. Okay. Someone's going to buy this Jersey. You will be able to go get you one, uh, but it can't be from your favorite NFL team. So what Jersey would you pick? Uh, we'll start with, uh, Zach. Sure. I, uh, this was actually tough for me because every player I thought of was like, Oh no, that guy's actually a Patriot Patriot lifer. Can't do him. So I, uh, I settled on kind of more so the the team, the jersey that I thought was the coolest, and then I kind of reverse engineered it from there. And I went with the the Kelly Green, which is a very, very popular, very, very uh, well-liked Philadelphia Eagle jersey. I approve Um, that. I'm sure if you don't know uh, the reference to Kelly Green, uh, look it up and you'll be like, oh yeah, that's that's that one. That is the sickest jersey in the NFL. Uh, I always enjoy when they bring it out. And I went with the Kelly Green uh, Jalen Hurts jersey. Who was uh, it? I was, I, just think... try- I was trying to Google it and I can't find it here. Who are they playing? Both teams had the throwbacks. They had the Kelly Greens and the other team. Was it the Seahawks? If it was the Seahawks, I really wish... I would have seen that game because if the Seahawks had their it was like it was their, a team that had the their throwbacks. 90s throwback, oh my goodness, that would have been um, like super super cool because both those jerseys are are really awesome to look at. I'm having a hard time trying to find it here. So Armin, you you toss up your next your uh, your jersey picker. I'm gonna do some deep dive and see if I can find it, but I'm I'm sure I'm sure it was the Seahawks, but it was another team that had some pretty sick throwbacks. Yeah, I went uh, with Lamar Jackson. I just kind of was trying to pick a player that I liked on a team that I liked as well, and um, Ross Lamar. And then the other one I kind of thought about was uh, Dan Marino. I uh, I kind of went with Zach with trying to reverse engineer a, a jersey that I like, and I really like the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins colors, especially uh, their their darker ones and or their their teal ones right and i was like you know what i would i would like that and what player from the dolphins would i want to have on it and um kind of came to dan marino just because i was the only big one that came to my head that uh that'd be kind of worth having in a dolphins uniform unless i went with the canadian javon hall and that wouldn't be actually too bad either no i talked funny that you say that i thought about that jersey that's so funny that you said that because i actually legitimately thought about hey like I should just go after a Canadian. That'd be a that'd be a good pick, and and he was one of the ones I teed up. It said week seven against Miami, and they're week twelve against Buffalo, so that ain't it. Buffalo has some pretty decent throwbacks too. So maybe it was the, not one, uh, the Bill or the Bison on it, or maybe you know what I could be thinking too is that the Eagles play in the morning game with their throwbacks, and then Seattle play in the afternoon, maybe, or they're playing the same. I don't know, maybe I'm get mixed up, but same time slot kind of thing. Yeah, it's possible. I just maybe I'm just misremembering it, but so I put two down because kind of like Zach said, you know, like oh they were they were uh, a Pat Pat Lifer, but um, I have a player. He was a Lions Lifer and then he left, so it's like maybe it's cheating because like technically he was a Lion, so I don't know if it's cheating or not. So I did put two. Uh, I put down the Matthew Stafford Super Bowl jersey. And uh, before we recorded, me and Zach were actually discussing whether we had to try to remember whether they wore whites or blues in that game. Um, came to the conclusion, obviously, they wore whites. So 
Um, funny because I'm actually trying to order one of those right now. But if that is a cheat answer, because he was a line at some point, uh, I would also go for the orange and black Joe Burrow jersey. Either one, like the orange with the black uh, shoulders or the black jersey with the orange shoulders, like the the stripes. Those are both really cool jerseys. I I think personally the black jersey with the orange stripes that's one of my one of my favorite jerseys mm-hmm. and and I'm a Joe Burrow fan. I I think that'd be a really cool jersey. So I put that in there just in case my other answer was not accepted. <laughs> um, getting into a couple quick insiders and headliners. Uh, Philly cleaning house. So we have the fourth question. They know they they lose in the Super Bowl by like a mar a slim hair margin. And then they have a, you know, a downturn, unfortunate season this year compared to the expectations, I would say. And then they just start cleaning house. Like Sirianni is the only one standing there. Uh, I approve getting rid of uh, what's his nuts there. Uh, um, Patricia. Yes. Thank you. Patricia. <laughs> kick rocks. I think he even came out and said he's going to pursue other options. Yeah, no, you got fired. Patricia, you stink. You took over, <laughs> you took over play calling for the last seven games and you went one and six. So your defense stunk so yeah that's on you patricia kick rocks but i'm, I'm very curious what's going to happen here because like yeah it was you know the injuries would play into a bunch of it and i think that's kind of getting underplayed but uh one bad season like you go from losing the super bowl to unfortunately you know, uh, a poor season then you clear house on so I'm, I'm curious on what's going to come out of that and and who philly's going to hire and and how they'll bounce back from that and or and if they will i don't know but uh, something I've been kind of keeping a close eye on. And speaking of Philly, uh, former Philadelphia Eagle, um, Super Bowl champion, went on to Arizona and now free agent signing with the Detroit Lions, uh, Zach Ertz. This this one came up. We were we were picketing when this news broke, and I got on my watch. I was like, oh, Lions made a signing. I'm like, who who would they be signing at this point? And it was Zach Ertz. And this funny because I think we talked about it. I can't remember if it was on the air while we were uh, recording or if it was prior about Zach Ertz being that would be an interesting signing for the Lions because of we talked about it before the Rams week because Laporta possibly not playing or whatever like Ertz would have been a good signing if if Laporta couldn't go and now two weeks later they make that signing but I'm I'm assuming it's because Brock Wright's banged up Mitchell's banged up I think Brock Wright is probably going to be out Mitchell is is definitely out and then Laporta being a little nicked up like he needs some insurance policies but we were talking about the uh, interesting prop bet to throw out there that Zach Ertz gets a touchdown in that game because he's going to replace the the pass blocking, I would imagine, and then you know the the red zone chip block release, um, very similar to uh, very similar uh, double double tight offense that they've ran with uh, with Brock Wright. But fun nonetheless. This time of year, it's not too often a team can make a signing that's going to be a you know, a, a possible impact player as you're two, two games away or one game away, sorry, from the Super Bowl. So an, an interesting one, um, but he's on the practice squad at this moment. Uh, weekly recap studs of the week. Uh, we'll start with Zach, then Armand, and then I'll wrap that one up. Well, I think this one was one of, if not the most obvious studs, I think. Um, when this player went off in our DFS thing there, I was really worried because Armin was the only one that had him. And uh, that was a hot, hot start for him. Um, And of course, I'm talking about uh, quarterback Lamar Jackson, who was 16 of 22 for 152 yards and two TDs through the air, which at face value, that's actually quite pedestrian. But then then you account for the 11 rushing attempts 
100 rushing yards and two touchdowns on the ground. That puts him, I believe I calculated, 36 uh, fantasy points there off the top of my head. So he had a fantastic uh, game, um, definitely impacting the game both through the air and on the ground, but certainly more so on the ground. And I think this goes to show that if he can stay healthy and if and if he can continue to impact the game uh, like this, the the Ravens are going to be a really tough out uh, this week and uh, I believe in three weeks in the Super Bowl because it's it's really hard to defend somebody that can move the ball uh, through both ways. Especially like with as efficient he's been. And that offense does not pass the ball often, but when they do, it just seems like it's major chip plays. And and they're going to get back a major weapon. They're getting uh, um, Andrews. Thank you, Mark Andrews, back this week. So that, that's that's a huge contribution to them too. Um, whether they run a double tight set too, because of how well Likely's been playing, and you know anything's possible in the, in the playoffs. But it's uh, that's that's an offense that is clicking on all cylinders. Uh, Armand, welcome back to the stud section. I feel like. He was in the stud section maybe once all season, but was in the dud for, <laughs> for sure at least five times. So welcome back to the right section here, your stud of the week. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, man. Went five for six, 75 yards and two tutties. Man, um, I'm wondering if maybe he's in like that uh, where Gronk was at the end of his career where it was like, don't really show up during the regular season too much and then turns it on in the playoffs uh portion of his career here because man like Kelsey looked good this week and he put up numbers he got two tutties he looked good man and it makes it a little bit scarier to be facing the Kansas City Chiefs I I'm still thinking Baltimore here like like Zach kind of talked about but uh and uh Casey uh does look a little dangerous a little bit more than they did a few weeks ago all it took him was to look up in the stands and see Jason Kelsey like half naked. And like, he was like, yeah, I'm putting up two tutties today. <laughs> like that's all it yeah. took. <laughs> yeah. The, the hard sign was to Jason. Not to yeah, he's, he's jumping in and out of the box, <laughs> dancing around with the kids in the streets. Like he was, he was having a day. Um, my stud of the week, I went for a, a tandem. Uh, we talked about last week on the pod that we thought the, uh, the big, the big playmaker was going to be the under routes for Chris Godwin. And you know, we were not correct. Uh, it was Mike Evans and Mike Evans. It was just like unbelievable. Uh, so I went with Baker Mayfield. I thought, you know, part of it was that I thought he played very, very well um, play surpassed a lot of expectations for not only myself, but for a lot of people. And he played himself into some good money and a contract next year. Uh, he was kind of up and down throughout the, uh, the entire NFL season, but down the stretch here, he's been playing very well. And that, and I thought he played tremendous. Uh, 41 attempts, complete 26 of them for 349 yards, three touchdowns, but then also two interceptions. The one that iced the game at the end, uh, and then one in the opening drive, which um, I, I didn't think was his fault. It went straight through Mike Evans' hands, popped up in the air, and then was just basically a party ball at that point. Uh, but I thought he was tremendous. Uh, I'm interested to see where he's going to end up, whether he stays in Tampa or if he, you know, goes and chases some money and signs somewhere else on a bridge contract for uh, some teams. But I, I thought, you know, he's for sure going to be, uh, he played himself into a, a decent contract. And then obviously Mike Evans, like I mentioned before on the other side, eight receptions, 147 yards and one touchdown. Um, both, both played very, very well. And it's kind of the same song and dance right now as our conversation we had against the Rams, where it's just the passing offense is tremendous. 
uh, big receiving game. Uh, but once again, they're holding um, the running backs to very minimal yards. I believe I have to double check this. I believe maybe it's once, but I, for some reason, I think it's zero that the Lions have not given up 75 rushing yards once this entire season to a single running back. There might've been like a Tano situation where a guy got 50, another guy got like 40 kind of thing, but not one running back has been over 75 yards. I got to vet that. I think maybe it happened once, but it's, it hasn't happened in the playoffs. And even Rashad white had a great game, but most of that came in the checkdown game. So uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that here in the upcoming segments on, on my thoughts of, of the defense, but regardless, the, uh, the bucks, the bucks gave it a go. It was uh, a, a tester and a little bit more of an emotional roller coaster than I was mentally prepared for, but um, a W nonetheless. Playoff pickums. We've got a tight race here. Uh, one point separating uh, all three of us in different directions. I'm in the middle, Zach down one point the other way and Armin one point up the other way. So I'm sitting at seven, three Armin eight and two and Zach at six and four. And we're all, I'm going to guess, get one point somewhere or another <laughs> here. It seems like kind of got a hodgepodge of, uh, of our pickums, but uh, the championship set AFC first uh, two o'clock start. And then the uh, NFC at five 30, uh, it's all central standard time for depending on what time zone you're listening in. Uh, we got Baltimore will be hosting Kansas city. Uh, and then San Francisco will be hosting Detroit. So we'll start the AFC, the two o'clock game. Um, Armand, you're in the lead. So we might as well start with you here. Uh, Baltimore KC, you always said don't bet against KC, but uh, is this the moment where you're looking to uh, maybe pivot? I am pivoting because if you remember last week, I said Baltimore is the only exception to that rule. And they're playing Baltimore. I think Baltimore is just too much of a, of a, of a complete team for KC to handle. Um, they have just as good of a defense as KC. They have just as good of an offense, and then their special teams are better than KC, I think. So um, it'll be a good game. I'm excited to watch this game. Um, I'm going to be glued to the TV during probably the whole game if I am able to. But <laughs> I think Baltimore is going to uh, eventually – come out of this game victorious just because there's just war of attrition. There's too much there. Um, they got a little bit more juice than KC does. So go to Zach here, Zach, are you, uh, are you picking Baltimore or KC in this one? I think if in your bracket, do you have Baltimore winning or do you have San Francisco winning? I'm trying to remember. San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Baltimore, are you going Baltimore with your bracket or are you pivoting? I am sticking with the bracket, and I am siding with Armand. I am taking the Ravens over the Chiefs. Um, I think this comes down to probably two factors for me. Uh, number one uh, is the rushing game. Uh, Baltimore is, I think, like number three uh, in the league in yards per rushing attempt, while the Chiefs give up the... 25th most rushing yards per game or per attempt pardon me so I think that's going to be a big uh, big factor there uh, whether it's Lamar or any of the half dozen running backs that the Ravens utilize um, and then again I think this will be the second uh, road playoff games in uh, Mahomes' career um, well Mahomes is like a fantastic quarterback obviously fantastic player uh, I can imagine that stadium in Baltimore is going to be rocking 
as uh, the Ravens have been on that doorstep a few times, but this is their chance, I think, to uh, cross over and make it into a Super Bowl. Ah, I want. I don't know. I I bet against Casey last week. I look like an idiot. I wanted the Bills, but I was wrong. Um, I'm I'm not even betting logically. I think at this point, I'm betting what I want because I want the season to start Lions. KC and I want to finish Lions KC. I'm, I'm very curious if that's <laughs> ever happened in NFL history before. I'd have to do some deep diving to figure that one out, but uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think the script writers would love that one uh, possible revenge game. Uh, who knows on that one, but um, I just, I just feel stupid being on the wrong side of case. They just keep finding ways to win. And sometimes it's all of a sudden their offense gets it figured out. Sometimes it's their defense. Like they shouldn't have won that game against the Bills. Bills literally just figured out ways to lose it. Unfortunately, it seemed like <laughs> at least from the way I was watching. But um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go KC just because I think it's contrarian to what the people believe and people want. Everybody wants the one versus one. It'd be pretty neat to see a three versus three setup. Um, and the fact that if it is KC in the final and it is Detroit in the final, like there's nobody cheering for Kansas City. Like nobody. So if if that's the Super Bowl and we're at Rock Trout, you know 99.9% of people are with me and I'm not getting yipped for cheering for the Lions. So <laughs> that's kind of where my head's at on this one at least. So not thinking too logically, I'll tell you that much. Um, and then we'll go to uh, the NFC. So we, so AFC, we got uh, Zach and Arm in Baltimore and then I'm going to go Casey on that one. Uh, and then we have the NFC final starting at 5.30, San Francisco taking on Detroit. Uh, so Armand, same thing. We'll start things off with you. Jordan, you'll be happy to hear I've turned into a believer. I have About jumped time. on the bandwagon. About time. I'm cheering for Detroit. About time. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm picking Detroit for this one. This is the first time I've come off the bracket uh, that I made in these uh, picks. So um, it's... It really comes down to me with watching San Fran this last week and something just doesn't feel right. They don't seem like themselves. They don't seem like the team that is destined to go to the Super Bowl, whereas Detroit is looking more like a team destined to go to the Super Bowl. Um, they're getting hot at the right time. They're When it mattered most is when they really took it to Tampa Bay. Like It was a tight game most of the way through, eh? And right near the end when it mattered most, like Tampa Bay could not stop them and um, they executed and, and won. So um, Detroit, I think just seems that much more determined to, to get there. It's been, yeah, I'll let, I'll let Zach go next and then I'll kind of share my, my two cents on what I think, but uh, Zach, where, where are you going with this one? I am unfortunately for you, uh, picking the Niners uh, for a few reasons. Uh, reason number one is the, the difference in the passing game. Uh, the, the Niners are, they are fourth in the league in passing yards per game, while the Lions give up like either the 30th, like their bottom two or three in the league in uh, surrounding passing yards to the opposing team. Uh, that's last reason number one. Reason number two, uh, I don't expect it to be a torrential downpour this week in San Fran. I could be mistaken. I haven't checked the forecast, but 
that rainstorm looked like a, a uh, anomaly. And last but not least, the the NFL script was written back in November when they released <laughs> the Super Bowl logo. Uh, the logo has the Ravens. The logo has the Niners. Uh, maybe if they had baby blue or silver in there, I might have went with the Lions. But that script is written. It's uh, It's sealed. It says it's supposed to be raining on Saturday and Sunday is overcast and 18 degrees. So if that rain gets pushed into Sunday, Zach, who knows? Yeah, and a team that plays indoors is ready for it, right? <laughs> Big time. Big time. <laughs> it's just going to go to the ground. Um, okay, I'll ask you another question then. If uh, if Debo Samuel doesn't play, does that change your perspective? Uh, from what I've heard, it looks like he is going to play. Uh, yeah, him not playing would be a big thing, but the script's written, man. Like Juwan <laughs> Johnson's going to have the game of his life. What, what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> they, uh, um, I'll be honest. I'm wearing naked boot for 40 yards every play. Who knows? Brock Purdy. I'm so sure. I, I'm more confident in this game than I was against the Rams. I'm putting it that way. That's how more confident I am. Rams, I was, you heard it here on the podcast. I was not confident. I was genuinely concerned about what that passing offense was going to do. Now, I I truly believe the Detroit Lions are going to keep CMC under 100 yards. Not all-purpose yards, 100 rushing yards. Like, if he gets going, it's going to be through the air. Um, I believe Debo Samuel is either A, going to not play. It's a true 50-50 is what they're saying. And if he does play, it's going to be more of a decoy and very limited touches because it said he doesn't have a fracture but he's in just an incredible incredible amounts of pain so to me that screams decoy crosser routes and just trying to create a, if i say if the lions lose they're going to lose to george kittle that's the guy that's going to beat them on those intermediate uh, re- uh receptions and then yak yards to follow uh the buccaneers tried to get kate Otten doing that and they defense kept everything in front of them i think Otten ended up with six receptions for about 80 yards give or take and then he had a touchdown as well now, Kittle is drastically better than uh, than Kate Otten. So I think if the Lions lose, that's who they lose to. But uh, um, I, I put a bit of hot take. I was talking to Buddy, and I said, I'm going for a hot take here. My hot take is that Debo Samuel either A, doesn't play or gets knocked out real early. And my other hot take that's added on to this, like it's a combo here, is that Brock Purdy's going to throw two picks, minimum two picks, and the Lions, the Lions are going to win. The Lions are going to win. Um, if you watch these last two games, the amount of players on the Rams and the amount of players on the Buccaneers that don't finish the game just because they're just beaten up, constantly beaten up by this ground and pound physical team. Like that's the identity of this team. When the first interview of Dan Campbell three years ago, that was going to be identity of just tough physical football and nobody's going to have more heart and more, you know, more effort than we are. There's going to be teams more skilled, San Francisco more skilled. You betcha they are. But the, the Lions are going to beat them up. I think they're not prepared for how physical that game is going to be. CMC is a little nicked up, uh, whether he got healthy in the last two, three weeks from his week, was it 17, week 18 injury? Um, Debo is incredibly injured. Um, I, I, I think this one is going to surprise a lot of people. I think this is going to surprise a lot of people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add this. I think it's criminal that they put San Francisco as plus seven point favorites. Like to me, that is like easy money. Easy money. If Detroit loses this game, they're not getting embarrassed. Uh, I'll just tell you that much. Um, and I would be as bold to say 
that the Lions might win this game by 10 points. Now that's that is hot take. I throw throw everything I've thrown in there to might be the spiciest take I've put down all season, all 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 podcast career lifetime. Okay, I'm putting a hundred on the spread right now. I think that's easy money. I and to make matters worse, this sweat is going to be unbelievable, guys. Like I'm nervous already, and it's like the game is not for another like five days. But I put a futures down at the start of the year, forty bucks. And then I put down like for those of you that aren't familiar with that, there's like it's called like an E slash W or whatever. It's basically like an insurance policy. If you put down like you double down your bet, then it gives you like both options, but you got to get there kind of thing. Like I picked them to win the Super Bowl, but then if they lose in the Super Bowl, I still get the pay. Like it's like an insurance policy, but if they lose in the conference, it, it it's worthless basically. So I put down essentially it was an eighty dollar bet, but what really it is is a forty dollar bet for the Lions to win the Super Bowl. So if they beat San Francisco, I win two grand. So like we're Woo-hoo. we're really into this one, boys. Like <laughs> if there's ever a time for a hope and a prayer and like a one time, this this is the one. And I might just get real frisky with Arm in there and put down 2K on the on the spread. Like we're getting real crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm telling you I'm not doing that. Don't like I, I might end up divorced if I do that. But but <laughs> That's how confident I am. Like it's this. This is going to be a good game. I, I, I would be shocked if uh, if they got embarrassed. I would be incredibly surprised. Not to say that I don't think there's a, a chance they don't win. Like this isn't a lock, but I just don't see them getting embarrassed. It's just the the culture that this has created in the team and the momentum. The only thing that's really going to derail this, Ragnow is not healthy. He is not a healthy man. If he goes out early, that is going to be detrimental because this this game is going to be won on the line between the the offensive defensive line between both both teams that's that's how this game is going to be won so that that would be my my big concern anyways that's going to wrap up my my spiel of the Detroit Lions for for at least this moment in time until we uh, get the ball rolling here again in a second but um we will get the next portion of the episode up and um okay so we'll get things going here we got our fan duel uh zach with another win this one was tighter uh i think zach got me by three points i think ended up being maybe two points it was a tight it race was tight it was yeah. tight i think the pacheco touchdown is what was the was the nail in the coffin there because between yeah. pacheco actual touchdown and then the points against my my bills defense even though i think you had the same bills defense but it, that was the the big swing there um we we had a nail biter but uh zach got two points there i got second place so i got the one point and then armand uh, with third place did not get a point this week. Uh, so Zach four to mine and Armin's tied one point. Uh, I still got two weeks left. So lots of things can happen here, but looking like Zach's going to repeat himself here with, uh, with a couple big wins right out of the gates. Um, start things off here. Zach's in first place. So we'll get Zach to share uh, his quarterback first. Well, after all that, uh, Detroit line, uh, hoorah there from you i don't know if i want to tell you who my starting quarterback is i'm taking uh brock purdy there for seventy seven hundred dollars and uh i think this game kind of like you mentioned is going to be uh, uh one on his arm and while i don't feel super confident about that i do feel confident knowing the detroit lions are a lot stronger on or against the ground game than they are the passing game. So uh, hopefully he can take advantage of that. I 
I was tempted because I mean I could still cheer for the Lions and like both both weeks the number one I think quarterbacks was Safford and was especially for like what their dollar amount was and having uh, uh, Mayfield this last week I thought about it but I was like you know what I'm not even gonna flirt with danger here I'm I'm avoiding <laughs> that one at all costs but um, Armand uh, what's your who's your cue this week? I decided to go with the cheapest starting cue. Um, I went with Jared Goff. I'm uh, really buying into the Detroit Lions uh, going to win this game thing. And, uh, yeah, I, I figured I had to uh, spend money elsewhere. I haven't even seen your lineup, so I'm, like, kind of concerned at looking at it. But uh, I went Patrick Mahomes. If if I think Kansas City is going to win the game, it's going to be, obviously, on the back of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and for the most, like, 7500 for Patrick Mahomes was – like I thought incredibly cheap. He was, I think the second cheapest option. I think Purdy was the second most expensive. Correct. I think Lamar was 8,000 if I'm, if I'm yes. not mistaken, but I yeah. went with Mahomes 7,500. I thought, you know, it's hopefully it's a couple rushing touchdowns. He, in the big games, like last year, even with like one ankle with one foot, he still rushed for, I think it was 45 yards in the AFC championship against the, the Bengals. So like, He's healthy. He's gonna he's gonna rush the ball as much as he possibly needs to to try and stay in that game. So, Mahomes, it is. Uh, Zach, hit us with your uh, running backs. Uh, this is pretty funny here. Looking at the docket, um, I went with Pacheco for seventy eight and Gibbs for seven thousand. Uh, I think Gibbs just brings more uh, uh, brings more to the offense than Montgomery. Uh, uh, there is a a noticeable price difference between Gibbs at 7,000 and Montgomery at 6,000, but um, that still wasn't enough to tempt me off of Gibbs. And I think Pacheco, he's kind of the, the unsung hero of that, uh, of that offense in KC. And uh, though this means nothing, he's been really good to me in the past for DFS. So uh, I went with him. Uh, Armin, who's your RBs? I went with Pacheco and Gibbs as well. <laughs> uh, it, it, this one was, it's tough when you get down to four teams, but uh, you know, Gibbs, Gibbs is just so explosive and he was a bit cheaper for, for one of the RBs that actually gets meaningful touches. I was really trying to figure out a Ravens running back to take, but I looked at all three of them and like, this is including Delvin cook now with justice Hill and, Gus Edwards and it led me down last week trying to pick Gus and looking at the carries from last week it was pretty even so didn't want to touch that and then uh and then your other team that's left there is uh the San Fran which has CMC at 11,000 so uh yeah I went Pacheco and Gibbs uh kind of try to catch on to that unsung hero and the explosive little jitterbug I'll save us some time here. I went with the exact same. <laughs> uh, I went, I went to two. There was like looking at the different running backs and the price gap and, you know, the valuations of how much fab is going to cost you comparison to the actual players themselves. They, they, these were the two easy picks. I thought you could have went with something a little bit aggressive. Um, CMC was astronomically expensive in comparison to um, some of the guys that could outproduce them in, in this set. Like I said, um, with my intentions or what my thoughts are, or what lines are going to do to CMC, then it's obviously not worth the evaluation. So I went the exact same too. <laughs> I'm looking at this, Zach. I didn't actually spend that much time looking. I think we have the exact same team. 
if if we don't, I think there's one player. Flex. Quarterback there's flex. two. Yeah, two di- two different. Like, hey, I if this is either going really good for us, Zach, or really bad. <laughs> there's no in between. I think. And like Armin's like not that far off either. No, but no. he's got one not big a, guy that if crossover. I'm if I'm really wrong, this could hurt me in a big way here. So we're small. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Zach, you might as well just save some time here and tell everybody who our wide receivers are. So uh, yeah, you and I, uh, JC, we went with uh, Armin Ross St. Brown at nine, uh, Rasheed Rice at seventy-one, and Zay Flowers at sixty-four. Um, I knew St. Brown was going to be expensive. Um, and I was really surprised by the two rookies. I was surprised at how expensive Rice was and comparably how cheap Flowers was. Had those two guys been uh, flipped, um, I might have been less surprised because I think Flowers is somebody that could go off. Uh, saw quite a bit of targets there by Lamar. So uh, I like all three of these guys, and I'm really happy that I was able to get all three of them in on my budget. No, I won't say anything really to add other than St. Brown. He was the one that he could have cost at 11000 I still think I was getting in the lineup because I was, I was going back and watching some of the line stuff. And and one of the analysis talked about when the when the lines are pressured, like when they get a lot of pressure. And you saw this last week, not so much the week prior when there's the Rams didn't pressure him as much. He wasn't involved as much. But then when a team like Tampa Bay pressures you so much, the scapegoat and like the safety blanket is a Monra. Whenever Goff feels some pressure or team pressures him a lot more, he's hyper targets a Monra St. Brown. So I was like, okay, is that true? I went back and watched teams that pressured him lots. A Monra had big games. Teams where he had time in the pocket, it seemed to be more spread around, you know, Laporta in the soft spots or Reynolds deep or, or Williams deep, you know, those other players were getting involved. So I was like, well, you know what? I think they're going to pressure him. Like for sure, San Francisco's going to try and rattle and pressure him and, and, and get some pressure. Then that seemed to me as an monitor game. So I, I won't say anything else to that, but that was the one player that I knew for a fact was going to be in my lineup. And, and I think is going to have eight receptions, 130 yards and a touchdown. Like that's kind of where I th- I see him. If, if the Lions are going to compete in this game, uh, Armand, your, uh, your wide receivers. So I have Rashi Rice and Zay Flowers as well. Um, I was really bargain bin hunting here at the wide receivers. The the biggest name that is the most dependable is Amonra, and I was trying to figure out a way to get Amonra on my team. But when you see my flex, you can see why it was a, a struggle, <laughs> and I, I don't think it would have been possible to do it without having some real scrubs. <laughs> and when you hear my last wide receiver – like he he's a little bit of a scrub, but like he can at least have an odd game where he gets me points. But I would have had to put a scrub in the lineup that was like guaranteed zero points to get a Monra and CMC. So uh, Mark Mark was Scantling was my is my third receiver at forty eight hundred. Um, just kind of hoping that he gets a one deep catch or a touchdown or something like that to at least salvage a little bit of that uh, roster spot. Yeah, this when you say your flex, like literally, that's gonna make her. If he has a bad to average game, you're you're in trouble, Armand. <laughs> yeah. But then if he has a huge game, we're we're really in trouble. Me and Zach, um, your tight end, Zach. Our I should say uh, our tight end. <laughs> yeah, you and I, uh, we went with Kittle, and I think we went with Kittle for uh similar reasons. 
Um, you mentioned it earlier uh, that especially if Samuel, Debo Samuel, is out and he does not play um, or is limited in any way, uh, I think Kittle will be the beneficiary of that. So uh, he also pairs really well with with my uh, Brock Purdy pick at uh, Q. So I like that. Uh, you don't have that stack, but uh, I think you and I saw similar value there with Kittle and the potential absence of Samuel. Yeah, I'll just up arrow that. Yeah, I don't have Purdy, but I saw the value. That's that's basically my analysis at that point. Um, Armand, your tight end. I went with Isaiah Likely. He's still really cheap at fifty four hundred dollars, and man, like he just scored a touchdown last week. Like, why is he so cheap? I guess maybe people are still worried that Andrews will come back. So uh, he's playing this week. That's a lock. Andrews? Yeah, for I sure he's know. playing. I don't know. He was a full participant in practice on uh, on Friday. Well, on the DFS, he still has an IR beside him. Um, Flirt with danger. Yeah, I guess flirting with danger here. Yeah, just all for my flex. All let's for just, my flex. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off here, Armin. Just tell us your flex. Just rip the Band-Aid off. Why? Well, if you were paying attention, I did already say his name. CMC. Yeah. I like CMC at my flex, $11,000. Um. Yeah, I'm still picking Detroit to win, but doesn't mean CMC can't go off. And I, that's the key to San Fran's success. And if Debo Samuel's hurt, I mean, yeah, CMC could could go off. So there we go. That I think you have the three most expensive running backs possible this week. If not, it's very very close. Yeah, I was um, hoping you guys wouldn't take Pacheco and Gibbs as well. Like you <laughs> bastard. Yeah, we were just hey, that, that was easy money there. Uh, Zach, your uh, your flex. This is a sneaky one. I actually was kind of uh, flirting with this idea too, but I I think he has the potential to be a difference maker this week. He is not who I wanted. I wanted uh oh shoot, I, I said his name like three times already. Uh, wide receiver from the Niners, Juwan Jennings. Yes, thank you very much. He's he was in my wanted. lineup and I pulled him out. He's like $300 too much. And just as we were going through this, I was flirting with different options, but I'd have to make some wholesale changes. Um, so I went with J-Mo Williams out of Detroit. Uh, he's somebody that could put up like a, a stat line of like one reception, 17 yards, and that's it. Or he could put up like three receptions, 110 yards in a tutty. And I'm really hoping we see that uh, this weekend. Yeah, me too, to be honest. Not in my lineup, but me too. Um, <laughs> I went with MVS, uh, similar as Armin. He's a $4,800 option, very cheap. Um, I could, I, I like really could have put Juwan Jennings in that spot, but I have the Mahomes pick. So I really want like that offense to be clicking. I got MVS, I got Rice, I've got Pacheco. Uh, I, I have, I picked KC to win the game. So I'm hoping. Um, they do, but that's a lot of eggs in a basket that hasn't been putting up a lot of points. So I am a little bit concerned about this lineup, but uh, it'd be a fun one if uh, if it hits for sure. So anyhow, we got uh, two more weeks, two more weeks of DFS. The next DFS one, it's a little bit different. There's only five picks, but you can pick a captain that's worth one and a half points. It's it's fun when there's only two teams left. It's pretty difficult to get a a nine man roster or a 10 man roster, whatever we got here when there's only two teams. Oh, I even with the four teams and man, this is tough hard with how similar all our rosters were. Holy. Yeah, it was difficult, especially this one. Like there were some clear picks, like 
there were some easy ones. Last year was a little bit harder with, you know, there's the Bengals, there's the Chiefs, uh, there was Philly, and then there was San Francisco. So there was like a wide variety of talent where this one is kind of like, you know, singled out, I, I, I should say. But anyways, that's going to do it for episode 114. Join the sweat with me here, everybody. Get on the bandwagon. Let's get the Lions in the Super Bowl. Like, if you want to see a grown man cry, let's get the Lions in the Super Bowl. Like, this is going to be a fun ride. Uh, keep riding the roller coaster. I was talking to a few buddies, and I said, you know what? It's like, my expectations are surpassed. We got the first one. That was just, you know, a lot of fun. And uh, playing with house money now where it's just like, hey, just enjoy the ride, and whatever happens, happens. We're not the favorites. We're the favorites in the first two, and now let's, let's go break some hearts. The uh, San Francisco back-to-back NFC champion losers is what I'm really hoping we're gonna we're gonna hear. But anyways, that'll do it. Thank you for listening, everybody, to episode 114. Keep in mind, you know we're coming up to that point with the Super Bowl watch party. Uh, if you want to just you know donate anything, you know whether it's prizes or you want to just donate money to the cause, uh, you want to be there and support us. Whatever, it's starting to get in that time where we're, we're a couple weeks away here, so. Um, your support would be greatly appreciated. We love it. We'd love to see you there. But if you're unable to make it, just your, your support uh, helps us. You know, it's, it's what we do this for. It's uh, to help charity. So anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy the last week with multiple foot game, football games until, uh, until the start of next football season. It's, it's, it's wild. Uh, but enjoy some football. Uh, hopefully, whoever you're cheering for wins you some money. Hopefully, whoever you're cheering for gets to the big dance. And uh, we'll talk next week. Talk soon, buddy. Everybody, thanks. Bye.